Always true there are. A master. And an apprentice. One to embody power. And one to crave it. I'm the master, Dan. And I'm the apprentice, Jake. And this week, we're, uh, we're kind of a new setup. Yeah, it's a new setup. Feels weird, but yeah. feels good. We're using a, a new computer, a new audio system, so if it fucks up, it's Jake's fault. Yeah, for um, real. This would probably be better with maybe some uh, headphones or something. So we yeah, can... but, you know, we we don't have a budget here. Exactly. At Master yeah. Enterprise Enterprises. Master we're inter we're enterprises. enterprises now. Yeah, we're Enterprises. Um, but this week, Mandalorian. We're finally talking Mandalorian. about it. Mandalorian. Uh, yes. Our podcast started after the first season of Mandalorian. Uh, when, yeah. Because about... we started it in January, so right after the first season ended. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we've been... I'm just avoiding it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I always wanted to talk about it, but I was like, maybe we should wait a little bit, make sure everyone's seen it. Yeah. And, you know. So, uh, we're going to talk about the first two episodes. Me and you have actually watched a lot of The Mandalorian together. Yeah, we watched... We watched the first episode of season one together, and then yeah. we watched all of season two together. Yeah, we... Yeah. Just because we were already recording the podcast on Fridays. Exactly. So. Um, so, it'll be interesting to look at it. But let's let's get right into it. Chapter okay. one. So going into this show, you're thinking, oh, this is just a show about a bounty hunter, you know? Yeah. And uh, for most of this episode, that's that's true. Yeah. And uh, you know, there was a lot of hype surrounding this show. Yeah, and it. We'll get to it eventually, but it is interesting in the next season when uh, the Mandalorians they say, you know, we're not all bounty hunters, right? And it, cause, but that was the perception whenever this started is like. Oh, well, it's Mandalorian. It has to be a bounty hunter. Yeah. So if it wasn't, it would have been weird. But because the only Mandalorians that in popular culture they would have known about, like people would have known about, is... Our bounty hunters, for the most part. Yeah, Boba and Jango. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it was, it's the first ever Star Wars live-action yeah. show. So it was going to have some hype behind it. You got a big name like uh, John Favreau behind it. You've got yeah. Lucasfilm's uh, Jesus, uh, Dave Filoni, behind it. Oh. Who just got promoted, actually, in, in Lucasfilm yesterday. Really? He got promoted to Executive Director of Creative Projects. Oh, so he's over everything. Which basically means that he's overseeing all their creative projects. He, he's going to know about everything that's going on. Okay. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy's still a president. She still calls the shots, but he kind of knows. Where, this is the stories we're making, and he mm -hmm. approves like scripts and stuff. He knows more about Star Wars. It makes more sense. Yeah. It yeah. makes sense to have him in that creative spot and her in that president spot because she can deal with the money yeah. and the business side of things while he can handle with the actual content side of things. What's going to make the money. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's jump right in. Okay. Chapter one, uh, we get the, a nice Star Wars intro, kind of a Marvel-esque kind of thing. A little quicker. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, it was the first time we've ever seen it. You get uh, a Kylo Ren, a BB-8. I think C3PO. there's an R2, C-3PO, yeah. and then a Rebel, just a Rebel helmet. Yeah. Um, but a bunch of cool stuff. As we hear a tracker kind of in the background, and then we, we cut to a Mando walking into town. He's just he's showing up. He's just walking in, yeah. like, like a cowboy. Yeah, and that's one of the first things I put down is this, is, this feels like a Western. From the vibe, from the setting, to the music. I mean, it, basically... It feels like a Western. I wouldn't say every episode, but... Not every episode. Uh, there's a, but there's certainly... Quite a few episodes quite a few feel of like them. a Westerns. Yeah. But, Even into season two. But maybe, I mean. maybe that's just how 
I think some hunters of, would be. I think some of the best episodes are episodes that are like westerns. Yeah. Um, Which are like samurai movies. Yeah. So. It's true. Yeah. Um, but Mando, he uh, he walks into a bar. Oh, Or really? a cantina. Oh, okay. I thought you were making a joke. <laughs> a Mandalorian and a chicken walk into a bar. Well, no, I don't know I'd why like I thought it was that, chicken. Yeah, I was like, I'd like uh, to know where that was going. Someone uh, yells, uh, nice cock from across the bar. Oh and that's the punchline. Uh, no. There, um, there's a joke there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, he walks into the cantina, mm-hmm. and, and it's, you know, the whole the whole music kicks in, and it's very western-y. But as he walks in, there's these, this Mithral is being bullied by these other guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, this boy gets mad because he's yelling at the Mando about spilling his drink. I guess because he opened a door. Yeah, he he, sound, he just he's a douche. He, he's one of those guys you see in the bar who wants, who goes to a bar to start trouble. Right, exactly. That's why he's at the bar. Um, and so Mando he walks in, he sits at the bar. This guy's bugging him, and the bartender's trying to keep the peace. You know, he's like, hey, yeah, you know, whatever. We don't need this here. No, no troubles in my bar. And he no. throws a drink to Mando, and Mando hits one of them over the head, and he just starts fighting all of these guys. Fucking well, I think he was gonna throw the drink to the other guy. He yeah, I think Mando. You're right. I think Mando, Mando intercepted it. it, and then yeah, smashed it across someone's face, which is fucking badass. Yeah. You don't take shit from no one. Yeah, and he kicks the shit out of like two of them, and then one of them tries to run away, and he pulls him through the door, <laughs> and he bisects him with the fucking door. Yeah, I don't think he meant to like kill all of them because this dude asked for it. That was the was that the one that oh, I forgot what the species is called. Is he was the, the, other that one was on the corn. Yeah, the corn. Corn. Okay. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, I think he was just trying to pull him back in, but then the guy yeah. shot at him or something. And he's like, "Fine, fuck you!" And he shot the door thing and yeah. cut him in half. It's, and so uh, it's pretty gruesome for like you're like this is. They when don't you show know. it though. They like, cut yeah. away. This is when you know it's like, oh, this isn't a kids movie yeah. like show. They're like, this is Disney Plus. We can't show that. Yeah. Although Phantom Menace is a kids movie, but we're gonna show Darth Maul fucking fall in half after everyone cuts him in half. Wait, what happens? Um, wasn't there something recently where, like, a head got cut off? Oh, yeah, Thanos' his head just getting cut off. It was the first time that, like, a decapitation has happened. Yeah, but I'm... That's a fun decapitation. There's no blood. <laughs> oh, God, that's true. That's, it's, 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 it's a PG-13 everywhere. decapitation. It's not a uh, Quentin Tarantino decapitation. Yeah, it's not like Quentin Tarantino comes in, with, like, one stab and blood sprays <laughs> out, like a Kill Bill movie. Yeah. Um... God. Yeah. I'm waiting for the Quentin Tarantino Disney Plus series. <laughs> he should. It, it'll yo, be on Hulu. It'll be on Hulu. If they, I, this is off track. Uh, oh. They got that Disney Plus series coming up about Nick Fury. Like Quentin Tarantino direct an episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Just saying. It just says motherfucker they, endlessly. They get some big name directors to do the Star Wars stuff. They had like uh, Bryce Dallas Howard wouldn't and do it. Robert Rodriguez. They've had some big names direct Mando episodes. Anyway, this is off track. Listen, you think you think they would let him? You think Quentin Tarantino would want to? Maybe. He's friends with with uh, Samuel Jackson. Yeah, with Samuel Jackson. He's a fan of the MCU. He's done interviews about it, so you can't even use one fuck. He's allowed one at least. Fair if you're in a PG-13 environment. Fair enough. Um, anyway, back to what we're actually supposed to be talking about. We went on a Marvel tangent. Yes. Um, the Mithral is very happy. Thanks, Mando. He's like, yeah. yeah, here, take my credits, whatever. And Mando just places down a bounty puck with the Mithral's face on it. And then the Mithral tries to, you know, weasel his way out. And Mando delivers probably the best line of the series, 
which is I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. And he goes to his blaster. And yep, and then title screen. It's pretty badass. And when we come back, he's he's handcuffed and he's he's going with Mando. He's coming in warm. Um, and he he goes to this dude who's like hailing him a cruiser, and it's kind of like I can't remember the character's name. Shocker, I don't remember something. But it's from the spy from A New Hope who rats on uh, on Luke and Obi Wan. Uh -huh. He's he's got one of those masks. He's that species. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he blows into like a recorder from elementary school. <laughs> yeah, and it calls up. And it, it hails a ship, or a speeder, not a ship. Yeah, a speeder. And uh, it's got a droid in it. Mando refuses the first one because he's like no droids. So which already and, you're like oh so he's a racist. Like, yeah, which you get a conception of maybe he doesn't like droids and then the first thought I had was he, he grew up in the Clone War so he, he mistrusts droids it's the first thing that popped in my head when oh, I watched this oh never went across my mind yeah. like why he would hate droids but that doesn't make yeah. sense um huh. but so, did but did he yeah we see that later in the season that he grew up during the Clone Wars yeah how old is he we see that later in the series dude yeah, during his flashbacks. Oh, right. Yeah. I know what you... But I didn't know that was... I thought that was just because the um, the Empire used the droids to... F no, that was... It was during the Clone Wars. How old is he? Isn't that like uh, it's, a long time ago? Like no, 50 years? No, this is only five years after Return of the Jedi. Then how long is... So it's about 25... So it's about maybe 30 years after the Clone War ended. Oh, and so he, he looks he to be been, about he, He'd be 35. 10. So he's probably in his 30s somewhere. He's getting up there in age. Yeah, Pedro Pascal, the actor, is older than that, so. Oh, okay. Pedro Pascal's in like his 40s. Fair enough, fair enough. So. He's getting I, younger by playing this character. Jeez. Alright. Um, I just. Ah, oh, man. It just seems like the Clone Wars would be so far away, but. It's really not. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's only the. Oh, yeah, it's only as old as fucking Luke is from. Yeah. And then like three years, three years after that. Okay. Um. So, uh, they instead take this beat-up speeder, and, uh, as the... Who's the driver? I can't think of what his name. What is that name. actor? I know who he is. It, yeah. It's Brian something. I was like... It's, it's Brian <sighs> P, something with a P. Okay. Uh, he's been in a few things. Big Bang Theory, um... Yeah, he's fucking funny. He was... I think he was in The Sweet Life. <laughs> okay, maybe that's something where I like that. from. But he's, yeah, he's a comedian, and he's been in some stuff. Um, but he's the driver, and uh, he's he's scanning the ice for what they call a Ravenac. Ravnac, yes. Or Ravnac, whatever it's called. And uh, they get to the ship, and he's like, yeah, maybe stay off the ice. And then as he speeds away, he gets pulled under the ice. <laughs> By a giant fucking monster. By what like, I assume is the Ravenac. Yeah. You'd have to assume, yeah. Um, Dangerous and, job he has. Well, had. Yeah. <laughs> The Mithril starts freaking out, and he's like, oh my god, and then the ice starts to break, like, leading right towards him like a fucking Tremors movie. And, uh, Mando pulls him into the ship as this giant, what Whoa. I would describe as a hippo walrus mantis, mantis, manta, yeah. manatee, like, I, I, manatee, that's the I, word I was thinking I would thinking think, of. like, just, well, it just looks like a walrus. A walrus hippo thing. Okay. Jumps <laughs> up and latches onto the ship. Yeah, a, a walrus clearly, the size of a fucking spaceship. Yeah, clearly the Ravenac. I mean, it's never said, but it's never said. It's the but it can be assumed that they wouldn't just throw that name out there earlier and then have a different monster attack. <laughs> yeah, it, this is actually called a uh, Toronto. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and so uh, Mando 
they can't take off, so Mando, like, shocks them with this thing, and they fly away. <laughs> he just shocks them. He's with his all-purpose gun. His all-purpose, yeah, this, he does a lot of stuff, <laughs> as we'll find out soon. Um, the Mithral is, like, the worst uh, person to ride oh in a car with, because he's just trying to make awkward conversation. Yeah. It's, can you imagine if you got arrested, and you were sitting in the back of a cop car, and just be like, so, how long have you been doing this? Yeah. How long have you been a cop there, man? It's like, we're like sitting in the back of Dog the Bounty Hunter. It's like, so, uh, you can't carry a gun? Or? <laughs> it's like, I got a lot of money, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay you. Uh, we find out that Mando's ship is pre-Empire. It is pre-Empire. The Razor Crest. It's a Razor Crest. Which he calls, Mando just calls it the Razor Crest, but I guess because he named it what it is. Well, probably is. because there's not a lot of them left now, yeah, so. it's true. Because he even, he even says, you know, vintage or something like that mm -hmm. about it. So uh, it's clearly an older ship that's not around as much anymore. And uh, It's a cool ship. Yeah, it's a cool ship. The Mithril is like, done with this conversation. So he's like, I gotta go use the vac tube, which is the bathroom. Yeah, um, I was like, the vac tube. And uh, he, he climbs down, and we get, for the first time ever in Star Wars, we see a toilet. The first time yeah. in the history of Star Wars. It's monumentous. To see a toilet. The, no, it's not a toilet. It's a vac tube. It's a vac tube, but it's, it's the equivalent a to a yeah, toilet. toilet. Um, he starts to like explore the ship, I guess, looking if he can find a way out or something. And he presses a few buttons and opens his like gun case. The, and the armory. Very wisely, he's like, yeah, I'm not fucking with that. And closes it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to fight. I'm just trying to get out of here. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, keeps going on, he's talking to Mando, so trying to keep suspicion off of him, and he, uh, brings up Life Day, which this is... Yeah, I was like... This is what makes Life Day canon. So, oh, uh... wow, yeah. Because John Favreau's a big fan of, of the holiday special. God. So they, they put that in there. And it's weird to see that, uh, the Empire hasn't fully suppressed it, and it's yeah. not just a Wookiee holiday. It's not just a Wookiee holiday. Life Day. But he was very, uh, adamant, he's like, I'm... I was hoping to make it back home for, for the holidays this year. Yeah, I was hoping I'd not get caught before life day. Yeah, and it's at that point he finds the frozen uh, bounties. There's like six there. Yeah, and he's like, well, I guess that's not going to happen this year. And Mando finally talks to him and says, probably not, and then freezes him. Yeah, and he's night. standing right behind him. He's yeah. like, oh, fuck. Uh, very good and kind of open. Mm -hmm. This is, to me, this is like where... Um, Last Jedi failed to be Star Wars humor. This is, like, peak Star Wars humor. To me. Mm, a little bit. I, I think that character, the Mithral, yeah. uh, he can be a little much sometimes. Well, yeah, the, the Mithral. Department. I just meant, like, Mando's. But, okay. Yeah, like, Mando's okay. responses and stuff are very Star Wars to me. Gotcha. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, well, he arrives on, on, an, on a planet we've never seen before, uh, but this planet's Navarro, as we'll find out later. Mm. Um, and uh, he walks into another cantina. He just can't stay out of these damn cantinas well, but in this one everyone's staring at him it's because it's not a normal cantina it's, it's the bounty hunters guild it's the it's the taverns of the west yeah mm -hmm. and uh so he walks in he sits down with uh apollo creed who, who's like i need you to train me uh god no he sits down with chubbs from happy gilmore he's like i need you to train oh me my oh my god no he sits down with dylan from predator and he's like i need you to train me so is that actually that's yeah. That's Chubbs, Apollo Creed, and Dylan from Predator. He plays all three of those guys. Whoa! Yeah. What vastly different characters. Yeah, he's played. He's, I didn't know he played Chubb. He played oh, Chubbs. Oh God! 
And I just imagine him having a fake arm. He's very good at playing characters that die in movies. Paul Creed, Chubbs, and Dylan all died. Uh, Paul Creed made it a few movies, though. Unlike Chubbs and Dylan. Um, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Predator or Happy Gilmore, I guess. I guess, yeah. Everyone's seen Rocky, I'm assuming. Uh, anyway, uh, he's, he sits down with Grief Karga is the character's name, not, uh, not Grief, Apollo Creed. Grief Karga. And uh, he's like, yeah, here's the bounties, whatever, pay me. And uh, Grief tries to pay him in Imperial credits, because they do still spend. Um, but he's like, yeah, the Empire's gone, don't give me these fucking credits. And uh, he's like, alright, I can pay you in Calamari Flan, mm-hmm. which is their currency. And he's like, but I can only pay half. It, okay. I don't understand the economy of Star Wars. No one does. He just gives him four tokens. What does that mean? That could have been $50 million of our money. We don't know. Are each one encoded with an amount of money? They use credits as their currency in pretty much every depiction of money in Star Wars, but it's never been explained Yeah. as to how much anything is worth. Like... Mando... At this point, I think it would be too complicated to explain because they just throw out, oh, he hands him credits, and they throw his credits. Yeah. We don't... I mean... He I, gives him these Imperial credits, and then, like, he will pay for, like, a meal with one of those things. Is that, like, $3,000 that yeah. he's paying for a meal? No, it's probably not that much. So they use it frivolously, which is okay. Yeah, there's... The, at this point, I don't think they... It. They don't need to explain it, and I don't think they ever will. Yeah. I don't think... They, and, yeah. Um, in video games, I guess it is kind of explaining, but those aren't canon, so... Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he pays them in the Calamari Flan, and he's trying to f- get another job, but he's like, yeah, none of our jobs are really paying well. Um, no one wants to pay guild rates. No one, yeah, no one wants to pay guild rates, and he's like, well, that won't even cover fuel. And so Grief's like, well, there's this one job, and I can kind of send you to this guy, and and he gives him the thing to, shit. to go meet this guy, and so Mando... Mando goes to find out about the job, and uh, you get one of those eyeball droids that pops out of the door. Whatever I don't know what they speak. Yeah. Um, probably Huddies. Everyone speaks Huddies on every planet, apparently. Yeah. Well, it's this is uh, this is probably in Hut space or close to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it is the outer rim. Um, he goes in, and the first thing we see is a gonk droid. Gonk droid. I was super excited. I was like, yeah. that's a gonk droid. Um, and then uh, the doors open, and you realize the uh, the person hiring is part of an Imperial remnant. Yeah, little dirty fucking piece of shits. Five minutes after the Empire's gone, <laughs> now you're working for him. Yeah. Um, he doesn't, uh, doesn't, you know, he's very uncomfortable walking yeah. into this, and I would be too. But uh, a scientist or a doctor, I think it's a doctor, well, doctors are scientists, uh, walks into the room. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. uh,. Causes Mando to kind of pull his his, his boat, blasters yeah. out, and that causes all the stormtroopers to pull their blasters out, and the one dude's just like, "Hey, take it easy, man, <laughs> chill." Yeah. Didn't mean to excite anyone. And they, you know, the stormtroopers like, "We got you four to one." He's like, "I like those odds, because you're all gonna fucking miss." <laughs> <laughs> well, he's fucking wearing Beskar. He doesn't care. Well, at this point, he doesn't really have a lot of Beskar. Is are his armor plates not Beskar? No, because they get replaced later. Yeah, but I just assumed that. I think they're probably Durasteel, so they are still very strong. Oh, okay. But see, they look exactly <laughs> as shitty as fucking Jango's look. Yeah. So, just the um, paint faded. Yeah, no, it's definitely not Beskar, because when he fights in the next episode, it gets all fucked up. It's just peace. That's what I thought. I See, I assumed that there was 
uh, Beskar, and I was like, damn, a Mudhorn can just yeah. fuck up Beskar? <coughs> Bam! Yeah, oh, that's so, okay. yeah, I don't think, uh, it's probably pretty strong, but it's not Beskar. Gotcha. Um, but things settle down, everyone puts their weapons down, he sits down to hear the job. And, uh, uh the Imperial shows Mando, Mando, like, a bar of Beskar. And he's like, you know, this, this is only a down payment. There's a lot more where this comes from. Yeah. You know, if you want to help help me out. And he it's starts to give him some info on the asset, as they're calling it. It pisses me off, this does, because he's like, ah, the best car should be with its, like, with with the Mandalorians. It shouldn't be, like, here. Why don't you fucking take it, bitch? That, that is like, it's like stealing a farmer's crop and then selling but it back to him. this belongs on a farm. <laughs> yeah, but this belongs... To the people, and you're like, then why am I? Why do I have to work for it? I already, I already got it. Uh, anyways, that's all. Uh, we learned that the, uh, well, that first they give Mando a tracker. That that's all he can offer him is a tracker. Yeah, no puck. Yeah. No anything. They say the asset is uh, 50 years old. That's all we get. And uh, that's pretty much all he really gets. Cause that's the last four of his chain code is his age. So, chain codes, which we'll learn more about in the Bad Batch. Oh. Which we have not covered yet. I've only watched the first episode. I, I'm not caught up. I haven't watched the fourth episode okay. yet. Um, but they give Mando the tracker and everything, and he's on his way. Mm-hmm. We see some roasted salacious bee crumb. Yeah. It's not really salacious bee crumb, but it's one of his species. Which is, <laughs> they're pets. They're little minions. They eat them. What? What are the? What aren't they good for? Tastes like chicken. My headcanon is that Salacious Crumb escaped the explosion on Jabba's sail barge only to get captured and fried on Walker. Oh my god. That's my headcanon. Um, that's, that's pretty dark, man. Mando goes to like this underground Mandalorian hive is the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Um, You're like, oh, the, what? This, so he's not the only one? He isn't. And this this uh, is kind of... This is why Dave Filoni's a genius. He foreshadowed... Uh, the Mandalorians in the Mandalorian show in Clone Wars Season 7 that came out a few months earlier. Because there's a scene where Maul's group, the group of Mandalorians working for Maul in the Clone Wars, Mm -hmm. um, they're all hiding in the sewers and Maul says it's not the way of your people to hide in the rats, hide in the gutter like rats. And then in Mando, they're hiding in the gutters. Like, and then they even say, oh, wow! Yeah, so Dave Filoni had some shit planned out. Let's um, fucking kick ass! And, uh, so Mando goes and he sits with, uh, the Mandalorian armorer, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, they start talking about the, shit. The armor is probably one of the, ki- like, the coolest fucking, like, the outfit, the design. Of, yeah, like, it's ah. very cool. And sh- she's played by the... She's played by Emily Swallow, I think is her name, who plays the darkness in Supernatural. Okay. Um, that's the only thing I remember her from, but... Yeah. Uh, that's who plays her, and she uh, she takes the Beskar from Mando and is like, oh, it's cool, whatever, Beskar. And uh, she starts to melt it down. She's like, oh, it's cool, it'll help the other family. Yeah, it'll help, it'll help the family. <gasps> and then Mando has his PTSD flashbacks <laughs> as she starts forging. Yeah. And uh, by the well, end of we it... we needed something to happen. Yeah. Yeah. By the end of it, he has a new uh, shoulder piece. Yeah, so I guess, guess they don't get Beskar off. So if he just leads with his shoulder, he's good. Um, and then Mando just leaves. He goes to he goes to, to Bounty. To Bounty Hunt. He goes to Bounty? He just goes to Bounty? Yeah, he goes to Bounty Hunt. 
Is that like the baby? Yeah. He lands on a desert planet. They never explicitly say what this planet is. Yeah, I guess I, it could be Tatooine, but that, I, I don't think it is. There's there's Womp Rats and Jawas, but it doesn't But the Jawas are dressed differently. Okay. They're in gray instead of brown. Um, and he does go to Tatooine in another episode, so yeah, I would assume yeah. this is a different desert planet. Yeah, I would. that's what I said. I was like, we're not on Tatooine. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's tracking the asset uh, when he gets attacked by this weird fucking looking thing. A, a couple of these weird fucking looking things. A fish with legs. Yeah. A giant fish with I legs. I mean, really, that's the best way to describe it. He's saved by someone, and it turns out to be an Ugnaught, who is riding one of these creatures, which oh, are known... It is an Ugnaught? It is an Ugnaught. Or his name is Ugnaught? No, it, that, he's, he doesn't his have race. a name. What's his name? Uh, his name, we find out later in the season, is oh, Quill. later in the season. Okay. So, okay. But he's, we're just going to refer to him as the Ugnaught for now. Okay, Ugnaught. Uh, but he, he has tamed one of these these uh, creatures. They're called uh, Blurgs. Creativity, I like Creativity. it. Creativity. And uh, he was like, I'm going to help you. I have spoken. And he walks off. Yeah. I, come with me. I have spoken is a line that has resonated so far with me. I use it all the time. I have spoken? Mm-hmm. Well, I say... Uh, um, I was going to make a joke. No, make your joke. I can't think of what he actually says. It's like, this is the way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But it's the... The we. What? What? I don't... See, I was <laughs> gonna... Do? See, this is why I didn't want to make the joke, because I didn't remember what it was. It was like a brief... It was like uh, two oh, ships passing God. in the ocean. And it's like, the joke was there, and then it wasn't, and then I couldn't remember. I don't think the joke was ever there. Put, it, yeah! It looked like they were passing, but they were really 50 yards away. It was forced perspective. Exactly. There is a joke there, but I did not have it. Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, anyways, yes. The Ugnaught takes Mando back to his place for some fun. No. Um, <laughs> okay. Just... They go back to his home, uh, and he's like, uh, I've helped some others seeking the bounty, and Mando's like, well, what happened to him? He's like, oh, they're dead. And he's like, I don't think I want your help. Yeah, what the fuck? And he's like, no, you will, because you got to ride one of the Blurgs to get to yeah. the get to the place. And he's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't know how to ride Blurgs. And he's like, well, I'll, I'll teach you. And so then we go to, uh, to Mando learning to ride a Blurg. Mm -hmm. He's having a lot of trouble with it. He keeps getting thrown off and whatever. And he's like, fuck this. I'm just going to hire a speeder or something. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and uh, the Ugnaught's like, your ancestors rode the mighty Mythosaurs. Yes! Which makes Mythosaurus canon in Star what Wars. What are Mythosaurus? Uh, the, you know the creature that uh, Boba Fett was riding in the holiday special? That's a Mythosaur. Also, the skull. Uh, the Mandalorian oh, skull, skull. That's okay. a Mythosaur. Gotcha. Um, and so, Mando finally kind of settles and kind of tries to calm it, calm the Blurg, and he learns how to ride it. And, and the CGI was great. Yeah. When he's like up close and like the eye looks like super realistic and shit. When they're running, it can look a little wonky. Yeah. But uh, for it's, the most part, it looks okay. Yeah. Whenever it's like still and like. Yeah. It looks really good. But uh, the Ugnaught and Mando leave on Blurred back. Not horseback, because get it, Blurred back. Uh, the BB. He's run, the BB. run him on the BB. <laughs> on the BB. Uh. So uh, they get to the place, and Mando's like, "Here, let me pay you for helping me." And the Ugnaught's like, "No, no, no, just I just want peace in my valley. Yeah. <laughs> wipe these, wipe, murder all these people, so I will have peace in my valley. Yeah. For real, be a murderer, <laughs> leave, go." So Mando scopes out this this hideout, and uh, I don't. Kn 
I don't know who has the asset here. This is exactly what I was bringing up. They look like pirates, but... I didn't know if it was the huts. How would a group of pirates get an asset that's so important? Right. Are these rebels? Are these pirates? Are these the huts? Are these... Yeah. It's got to... Because it has... Some of the races is like the... The pig warriors. I don't know the, the race name. Oh, the uh, Gamorians? Yeah. I didn't see was, any Gamorians. There was like one oh, by the door. It could have been just a green alien, to be fair. Yeah. I'm pretty racist, so. <laughs> yeah. Sand people. Yeah. Uh, the, the caption said the race of most of them, but I missed it. Okay. Uh, I didn't write it down. But uh, I don't know if they're working for a group, if they're just pirates. I don't think it's really important overall, but. but it's important. I, I would like to know how they got. I just want to know how they got an asset yeah. so important. Um, and how do the trackers work? Are the trackers based off DNA, and they like follow? Probably. How did they get? How did the Empire get so close to Grogu to get his DNA to track him? Well, they they could have found it from if he had chambers on the Jedi Temple over there. Uh, I guess so. Um, I don't know. It's a good question though. Um, but the uh, the uh, he's scoping out the hideout when an IG droid arrives to collect on the bounty. I fucking love IG droids. And. Uh, so Mando's like, God damn it, these fucking droids. And he goes down there, and uh, IG-11 just yes. shoots him. Yes, he does. And Mando's like, I'm a guild member or whatever. Why would a droid be a bounty hunter? What else are you going to do? But he doesn't need money. Does he just give the money to the guild? Do you see my... Do, I get what you you're see, saying. Yeah, like, why send a droid... I mean, I, get, I understand why send a droid. Yeah, but why but, What's in, Why would the droid? I guess they're programmed, so... That's true. To just follow orders. He might be programmed by the guild to just go and collect bounties and then bring them back all the money. Yeah. So they don't have enough. to pay any money to a middleman, you know? Okay. But, whatever. Okay. Um, he shoots Mando, and Mando's like, hey, I'm, I'm a guild member, blah, 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 and they agree to work together. Um, and then these pirates or whoever just come out and start a full-on attack. Yeah. They got they got all their guns. They're ready. The way IG-11 moves in fights is so cool. It's very IG. The way he can twist his body and yeah. just it's very very cool. And um, I don't know if those like if he has like three cameras or like where his sensors are on his head, but they're like yeah. And it just yeah his body just like twists and he shoots as he's twisting I'm like it's fucking Beyblade to death right there. He's dude. also uh, played by Taika Waititi. Of course. That's why he sounds like Korg. Of course he is. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. So uh, they kind of get pinned down, and IG-11's like, I'm going to self-destruct. And Mando's like, no. Is that why he only lasted one season? Maybe. Um, Mando's like, yeah, no, you're not going to self-destruct. We'll, we'll, we'll do this. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to shoot our way out of this. He's like, we're going to shoot our way out of this. Don't worry. And then they pull out a Gatling gun, and he turns the corner and he just goes, okay. And he goes right <laughs> yeah. back into cover. Yeah. And uh, IG-11 just keeps trying to self-destruct like every so often, and Mando's like, stop it. And, uh, it's funny. You it, know. It's a little, little comedic flavor. Yeah. Um, but Mando's able to uh, take control of the Gatling gun and wipe everyone out. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, IG-11's like, good, I will not self-destruct. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he like tells him to like, he's like, I cannot be captured. And then he's like, well, go and cover me. He's like, okay. And yeah. he gets up and then he gets shot like six times yeah. and he's like, and then he doesn't self-destruct. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, Mando and IG blast through the door, mm. and they they kill one dude who's just there. Yeah, who, that, who, for all they know, could have been the asset. 
They just shoot the first guy they see. Well, he said he could have died. He said he could bring him back dead. That's true, but... The other guy did. More money in it if they uh, bring him back alive. Well, we soon learned that IG was told to bring him back dead. Yeah. But anyway, yes. uh, they find the actual asset, and uh, it was at this point, me and you freaked the fuck out when we watched it the first time. Yes. Because it opens, and you're thinking, what the fuck? And you see the little Yoda ears peek out, and you realize the asset is a baby Yoda. And he's he's like, well, I thought he was supposed to be 50 years old. And IG-11's like, yeah, species age differently. Yeah, dumb shit. <laughs> and we were just like, what? Yeah, this freaked me out. And I was like, oh, it's so fucking cute! And it's th at this point... It started the baby craze. That, well, it's just crazy because he's like, oh, it's just going to be a show about a bounty hunter going on different bounties and everything. And it's at this yep. point you realize that a huge plot point has been kept secret and out of the trailers. Yes. Yeah, because nobody knew about this before. Yeah, that. this was a really cool fucking, like, out of the blue, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, yeah, this was awesome. But, uh... IG-11 says the asset is to be terminated, which, I don't know, was he hired by someone else then to go after him? I think he was hired... Because they want Baby Yoda's blood. Which I guess you could still get blood from a dead body, but it'd be easier if they're alive. Maybe he was hired by someone else, or maybe, like, the Empire hired... It seems like the Empire just hired a bunch of people, and maybe it just depends on which Empire uh, general maybe. hired him. I, I don't know. But, uh, IG's insisted on killing him, and so Mando kills IG-11. He shoots him in the head. Mm -hmm. Who yeah. kills? It's a droid. Um, he yeah. deactivates IG-11. He deactivates him by shooting him in the head. And, uh, he reaches out at Baby Yoda. The episode ends. It's so cute! He's like... We get directed by Dave Filoni, his <laughs> first live-action, uh... It's really good. ...directing. And then the, the sweet artwork that appears at the end of every episode. And that's chapter one. And it leaves you going, What?! Yeah, this it was fucking crazy. It's when we learned it wasn't just a bounty hunter show; it was a father son show. No. Yeah. Well, we don't learn that until later, but. Yeah, but that uh, that's the end of the first episode. I remember freaking out about this when it happened. Mm -hmm. The whole world freaked out about it. Uh, our friend James spoiled it for our friend CJ. Uh, <laughs> Should have watched it first day. Dude. I watched it with CJ when CJ watched it for the first time. I, I was with him. Yeah. And the baby Yoda reveal happened. He went, "Wait, what?" He's like, "Wait." That's a major plot point. He's like, I thought that was just like a background character or something. And I'm like, no, it's a major plot point. And he went, God damn it, James. <laughs> it was very funny. Yeah, that is probably the most important plot point of that episode. Because the rest of it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now now there's a baby Yoda. Or, you know, whatever the species is that we'll never learn. No. Probably. Uh, but that takes us into chapter two. The child. I'd just like to say, Yoda species, I think we talked about it before, is literally called Yoda species. Yeah, the, there's a name for it, but we'll never know it. Yeah. Because it's it's either just so old that we just don't know it. Whatever. Okay. Um, so Mando is leading the child back to the Razor Crest in his little stroller. That's what I'm going to call it, because I don't know what else to call it. Uh, yeah, floating stroller. Yeah. Like a bassinet. Um, when all of a sudden Mando is attacked by a group of Trandoshans. Star Wars. Said it in the closed caption. Also, version. because it's also the same race as Bosk, and I know that Rob Bosk is a fucking ah. Trandoshan. Jesus Christ, bro! Just because I don't know all their race names doesn't mean I'm a racist. Jeez. You're pretty fucking racist. Uh, you call them sand people. I'd call them lizard people. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. Um, 
So Mando, he starts fighting the uh, the Trandoshans. He takes care of a couple of them. And the third one goes right after the baby. And so Mando decides, I'm going to fucking disintegrate this dude. Just, this is where we figured out what no exactly disintegration what, means. Yeah, when I heard the line, no disintegration in Empire, I assumed, because he says it to Boba Fett, I always had the theory that Boba Fett killed Brew and Owen on Tatooine. I figured he set him on fire with his flamethrower and it burned him down to the bone. I'm like, oh, that's a disintegration. No, that's not a disintegration. A disintegration is when you shoot someone and they blip out of existence. <laughs> there and then he thanos this motherfucker. Yeah. Snap that motherfucker. And these weapons are not that hard to get a hold of. The, the Empire makes an entire shipment of these guns. And it doesn't seem like, because if he has them, and he can just readily get ammo for it somehow. Or it's got to be mass produced yeah, somehow. It's, or at least the ammo's just normal ammo, and it just his gun is just what the fuck. I remember watching this one for the first time too, and when that happened, I went, "Wait, what?" <laughs> oh, motherfucker's dead. Because <laughs> I didn't realize that was a disintegration at first. I just thought he blipped this dude out of existence. It's later in the episode where he's like, "Yeah, I disintegrated a few of them." Went, Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> It's so, it's so bad. It's it's horrible. It's horrifying, man. <laughs> yeah. But at least it's probably a painless death. Uh, you would hope. Yeah, because, I mean, if one Unless second, you feel every single atom of your body separating. That would suck. That would if suck. If one second you're standing there, and then the next second you're like, where the fuck am I? That That's what I assume would happen. You're just like, it, it, just in an instant, you're gone. You're gone. Just, that's it. Consciousness, gone. This is why the Mandalorians could uh, fight against the Jedi. One shot. <laughs> they just gotta get one shot. The fucking hits the lightsaber. The fucking light particles go away. You're like, what? How do you how do you do that? But uh, Mando and the child uh, stop to make camp as Mando's trying to cauterize his wound, and uh, yeah. the child keeps trying to like touch his arm, and Mando just puts him back in his little stroller, and uh, eventually he closes it on him because he's getting annoyed. That's pretty much that scene. I mean, he's it's cute. Baby Yoda trying to get involved. Yeah, he's trying to. Uh, oh. uh, they make it back to the Razor Crest only to see it being torn to shreds by Jawas. By little fucks. And so Mando's goes, you know what? <laughs> it's disintegration time, and he disintegrates like four or five of them. The ammo should be must be so cheap. And the Jawas start freaking out, like, "Oh my God, Bill! Bill just..." <laughs> He my had a wife and kids. My son, he just disintegrated into thin air. Yeah, he's like, they just turn around and just, I don't feel good, Mr. Stark. Imagine you're at work, you're at work one day, right? <laughs> and you turn over and Bill from the from paint is disintegrated. <laughs> he, he ceases to exist. <laughs> I was like, just talking to him. I was just talking to him, man. Uh, so yeah, bad day at work for the Jawas. And at least if you shoot him in the back, you can at least heal that sometimes. He just. <laughs> He ceases to exist. God. Um, so, so are Jawas on multiple planets, yeah. or are they just an alien species? I guess they're on multiple planets. Do they just find desert planets and then steal shit yes. from those planets? They, they, they like tech, and they like vehicles, and they like to sell stuff, you know. Um, oh, so I wrote this down, I said, Mando just starts control of the leading <laughs> Jawas. That's not incorrect. He sent them into incognito mode for life. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, 
so he starts to chase the sand crawler. And he gets up to it and he starts climbing up it and Jawas start dropping shit down on it. He pulls one Jawa out of a window and throws him to his death. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck, man? This, this is one Lego set I always wanted was a sand crawler yeah. set. It was super cool. I want a life-size sand crawler. Go to work in that, you know? That's the size of a fucking building. You can't go to work in that. You just go over... Overworking that. Imagine me pulling up to put to Walmart in a sand crawler. What's up, losers? Uh, but uh, he finally makes it to the top, only for the Jawas to electrocute him, and he falls off. Yeah, he, they finally beat him. No. Uh, that would hurt so bad. He goes back to the Razor Crest, kind of look over the damage, and he tries to turn the engines on. Like you're gonna fucking go anywhere in that thing. They made quick work of that thing. They did. Like just boom. Um, and so he decides to go back to the Ugnaught. For some help and uh he's kind of explaining the situation as baby yoda is intrigued by a frog oh i said wrote one thing uh that's what another thing that star wars does so well is uh landscapes yeah when they're it's walking it's, it's fucking beautiful when he's walking and everything but yeah he eats a frog just yeah. <coughs> he eats the frog and the ugnaught decides to take mando to the jawas and so uh, they get there, and he's like, man, they, they really hate you for some reason. And Mando's like, I may have disintegrated a few of them. I was like, oh, okay. And uh, they sit down and start to have their discussions. And uh, the Jawas mock Mando for sounding like a Wookiee. When they're trying to speak, when he's trying to speak their language. Yeah, and so uh, Mando decides, you know what, fuck you, I'm going to set you on fire. And he tries to fucking roast these Jawas, yeah. who then freak the fuck out. So, um, why do Jawas... Why do you think Jawas steal... Money. For money. But they don't... They could just steal. For food and stuff. What, what, what would they use the money for? You know, dry cleaning for those robes costs a lot. Huh, yes. I, I just... That was one thing that confused me. Is they, they steal everything anyways. Because they're not destructive. They're just thieves. Apparently. I don't know. The Razor Crest would beg to differ that they're not destructive. Well, as uh, the Ugnaught said, he said they're not. They're just thieves. Like, they wouldn't destroy it. They're just thieves, and they're going to resell those parts. And I'm like, for what cause? <laughs> you know, like, I know they sell shit, but, like, what are they going to use the money for? I, I just, it's got to be dry cleaning. I can't imagine. Dry cleaning and food, else. maybe? Maybe. Or they, well, they just get Mandalorians to kill Mudhorns for them. Yeah, I don't know. know. Um, I feel like the Mudhorn Egg is a treat, though. They don't yeah, get it very often. Um, so, uh, Mando yells at some Jawas that are getting too close to Baby Yoda, and they're trying to strike a deal. And they're like, well, they'll give you all the parts if you can find the egg. Just the egg. Yeah, they go through a couple things. Give me, give me your armor, give me... Give me the baby, and he's like, yeah, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Um, but they settle on this egg thing. So yeah. Mando's like, alright, and he goes to find the egg. He's riding in the sand crawler with him and everything. And so, him and Baby Yoda, I don't know why he took the baby with him. Because he didn't trust, I guess. He could trust the Ugnaught, though. Yeah, but... But he just takes the baby with him to go find this egg, and he finds a cave. That looks looks strikingly like a butthole. It does. Why does it have the lines going in and everything? This is a a family-friendly podcast. It is not, you motherfucker. Ignore the fact that I said cock five minutes into the Yeah, episode. yeah. <laughs> um, no, he finds a cave and he starts to kind of look around in it. And uh, he just sees an eye open. 
and then we cut from the outside of the cave and see blaster fire going off. Yes. And Mando gets launched about 500 feet out of this fucking cave. His armor is fucked. Yeah, it's fucked. And uh, we see a mudhorn come out, which looks uh, a lot like a reek from uh, uh, Attack of the Clones. The monster, mm-hmm. one of the creatures in the... Uh, I was going to say a big auditorium. hairy rhino. But... Yeah. The reek is basically a rhino. Oh, okay. And then this is a big hairy rhino. So it's a hairy reek. It's a hairy reek. Um, so, yeah, this Mudhorn just screws up his chest plate, and he, he goes to charge Baby Yoda, but Mando has the stroller kind of connected to his his wrist plate, and so he throws the, the stroller out of the way. It's pretty cool. Um, and then the Mudhorn just starts wrecking Mando again. He's, like, slamming him onto the ground and dragging him all over the place. Mando can't catch a break in this mm-hmm. fight. Um, eventually the Mudhorn goes to charge uh, Mando. Well, before we get to that, how can Mando see with mud on his visor? He can't take the helmet off, and he's got mud on all over his helmet. How the fuck can he see? I have no answer <laughs> for you. It never crossed my mind until I rewatched it here. It's like, the... huh? Even no if he answer. wiped it off, he had mud all over his hands, so it would have just been more mud. Well, I know for one thing, unless that thing is like heat controlled. Oh, he's got to have mass. He's got to have an AC in there. Yeah, like the the fog really bad, and I bet that fog's real bad. I don't know. I don't know how he sees. (laughs) But anyway, the the mudhorn goes to charge him, and then all of a sudden, it just stops. Yeah, the very uh, oh shit moment of this episode. Which they already had no shit moment last episode. Yeah. They had a shit moment again. And he looks up, and the Mudhorn is floating in the air. And we see that Baby Yoda is using the Force to lift the Mudhorn. Little Baby Yoda using the Force? That's crazy. I already know that. But that is crazy. (laughs) What the fuck was that? Fuck you, man. No, that is crazy, though. Uh, But he was using the Force. Amanda seems, like, really shocked and everything. And then Baby Yoda passes out from what I could only assume is exhaustion. Yeah. And Mando kills the Mudhorn with one stab of a knife. <laughs> that has confused me the most. He probably hit like an artery or something, I guess. But even yeah. then, it would you would and have to take a minute to bleed out. out. Yeah. Or maybe he he disconnected the brain from the brain stem. Maybe. Just... Maybe their spine runs along a different way, and he cut through the <laughs> spinal cord. I don't fucking know. But he killed him with one stab. He got it. Um, and so he goes into the cave and picks up the hairiest egg I've ever seen. Fucking hairiest egg. Um, it is a pretty hairy egg. It is a hairy egg. Uh, Mando returns to the Jawas with the egg, and the Jawas, the Jawas, you think, oh, what are they gonna use this egg for? Is it some kind of (laughs) religious thing? Is it worship? You know, is it very rare? Uh, no, they just wanted breakfast so they cut off the egg and they just start eating the yolk out of it just by hand just and not all of the jawas just the ones here yeah they're like wow and fucking disgusting and so yeah mando or mando gets his parts back and him and diog not leave Mm -hmm. they got all these parts on this little fucking yeah that was what i was like damn that's all the parts of the razor crest right on that little barge it's like when uh when you try to move all the furniture in your yeah, apartment, you put time. it all at one time, just, you know, strap it in. Um, 
Mando and the Ugnar are kind of talking about what Baby Yoda did, and Mando's like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. So clearly he doesn't know about the Jedi or the Force or anything. Um, you would think the Mandalorian they would have taught him about the... Well, I guess he does know about the Jedi and what they've done, their magic or whatever. I don't think he really does at this point, because he learns okay. about them later. Okay. I think maybe because it was probably towards the end of the Clone Wars when he was rescued, and he was probably away from all the Jedi during that time, so he didn't really know about them. Yeah. That they probably, the Mandalorians maybe just tried to suppress the Jedi because they weren't around anymore. Okay. Um, and so, uh, they, they take the parts back, and, uh, they start working on it. And, and build montage. And, yeah, we get a rebuild montage, and they, they fix the entire ship in what feels like just overnight. Yeah. In like a day. In like a day. Well, you know those, those Ugnaughts, they're hard workers. They are hard workers. Um... The Ugnaught once again refuses payment, and Samantha's so like, well, how about you join my crew? And the Ugnaught's like, dude, I was like, it's in so servitude for so many years, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, I'm not gonna be in servitude more. And Mando's like, I understand. And uh, they both thank each other, Mando thanks him for his help, and he thanks Mando for bringing peace to his valley through slaughter. Uh, <laughs> By killing a bunch of Jawas. Yeah. And, uh... The Razor Crest uh, takes off as Baby Yoda is still asleep, and the episode ends with Baby Yoda starting to wake up. Yeah, and that's there you go. And that's that's the first two episodes of the Mandalorian. We went through the first episode in thirty minutes, and then the second episode in fifteen. Yeah, there's really not a whole lot that went down in the second this is, episode. The se second episode is very like a filler episode. It, it's Jawas, Mudhorn, leave. Yeah. Not too yeah, much about not too much to really talk about. Good episodes overall. Probably the weakest ones from the series, but, uh... Yeah. You know, upon first watch, they're good. Uh, we'll get more into The Mandalorian at some point. Um, oh, we're just doing these two? For, for now. Oh, okay. We don't have to do everything together. That's fair. That's fair. Which I try to vary it up every now and then, you know? Yeah. We still haven't done part two of Bane. <laughs> yeah, still haven't done right. part two of the Yuzhan Vong. Oh, right, right. Uh, we still have a bunch of Clone Wars and Rebels we haven't done. Our podcast is a We mess. still have two fucking movies we haven't done. Uh, Solo and... And Rogue One. Rogue One yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus. But uh, that is that is anyway The Mandalorian for you, CJ. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Jake, right. what oh. are we doing next week? I have no fucking clue. What if I told you, <gasps> for the first time in the history of this podcast, we're covering a comic book? I would believe you. You would? No. Yes. Well, I'm lying. Oh, uh, fuck. No, we are. Oh, next God, week. What the hell? Next week we'll be. a roller coaster? Next week, we will be covering the the uh, the acclaimed. I don't know if it's acclaimed. It's, 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 acclaimed. it's, a, it's a good comic. Okay. Uh, the comic uh, Obi Wan and Anakin, the mini series oh. uh, Obi Wan and Anakin. Uh, I have the the whole volume together, so okay. I'll let you read it and then. We'll talk about it next week on the How show. How long is it? It's not very long. It's like eight issues packed into one okay. volume. So uh, that's what we'll be talking about next week. We'll have the actual physical book with us so we can go through it and make it easier for us. Sweet. Don't have to take notes. And yeah. uh, and we'll that's talk about like. the episode. Hopefully we get 40, 50 minutes out of it. Yeah. Which we should because there's a lot of interesting stuff in the comments. But we will. All right. So thank you guys for listening this week. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.